Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, my guests are Marine Corps veteran, actor and author, Kevin Jiggets, and fellow veteran, co-producer and director, Dedosio Habib who will talk about their effort to tell the story of the October 1983 bombing of the Marine Corps barracks in Beirut, Lebanon. You can find out a lot more by going to TCIP241.com, and you can donate by going to TCIP241.com forward slash donate hyphen now. Now, a little bit about uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin has appeared in the films The Night Watchmen and On the Wing, and he's been in TV shows such as Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And Kevin was uh, based in D.C., but now he's out there in sunny L.A. Uh, Kevin has also written the inspirational book Stop Your Effing Whining, and that can be found if you go out there to Amazon.com. Dedosio Habi uh, has directed and or written such films as Bipolar and Jumper. He has also directed Moments in Time, a Marine's Odyssey about the Beirut attack. And, of course, Kevin and uh, Dedosio are both survivors of that uh, terrorist attack. Back in October 1983. Also, before I bring them on, I just want to put out there, uh, there's a number for the Veterans Crisis Hotline, and that number is 800-273-8255. Okay, so I see that uh, they're on the switchboard. Let me bring them on the air. Good evening, gentlemen. Well, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, Kevin, uh, all right, fantastic. We got to talk about uh, how you and uh, the Docio started this project. Well, you you know what, Will? Um, A few years ago when I still lived in D.C., a friend of our mutual friend uh, who lives in Camp Lejeune, um, he said, he asked me, he said via Facebook, he said, do you know this guy, the Docio Hobby? Um, he's a filmmaker out in California, been to film school and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, no, I don't know him. And he said he served in Beirut. Then I thought I should know him. <laughs> so uh, a couple years ago, I came out here when we were looking for a place, my wife and I, and Dosio and I, we had um, <clears throat> we had a brunch together, and it, it was an instant connection. I mean, just Marines, we speak the same language, and because of uh, where we served and when we served, I mean, it was easy to like this brother. So that's how we, we got started. Well, we didn't know that this day would come, that we would be trying to make a movie about those experiences. But he, he's my number one guy. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So, Dedosio, uh, you got to talk about your vision for bringing this story to the big screen. <laughs> wow. Um, first of all, I want to make one slight adjustment. Um, I witnessed the event, and then I went in after the fact to to address or find um, to help anyone who was there in that kind of thing. I'll put it like that. Oh, okay. Um, so I wasn't <laughs> in the black. 
I was on board the Uber Gmat at the time. We saw the blast from the ship a mile away. It was that big. Oh. And um, it was a moment in time that struck me tremendously. Um, but they called sure. for volunteers to go inland, and um, I volunteered, and that's when I encountered some uh, excitement. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. My, 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 so for me, this is more than just a project. For me, it's more about a life calling. Um, I struggled with PTSD for 30 years undiagnosed um, before um, I actually started getting connected to VA and getting support. So part of my process of coming to terms with that experience is looking at it. And so this experience, this project has, has given me new life, given, given me new purpose, it's not just one story. It's hundreds of stories. Uh, we're starting with uh, my brother Kevin's story. It's most important to us. Um, we, 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 it's just amazing to me how common our experiences, our viewpoints in life uh, are as a result of this experience. So for mm-hmm. me, this is more of a healing pro project. Um, we hope to raise awareness to as many folk as our distributors will allow so that folk will not forget what happened. And folk <laughs> will acknowledge the fact that there are so many heroes who walk among us, Brother Jig is being one of them. Um, so for me, this is about helping other people know how important it is that they support, they acknowledge the, the sacrifices that we all made. And certainly Absolutely. for those who, who didn't make them home. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we have become, uh, unless you have something to say, Will, um, mm-hmm. I, I can, I can wait, but, uh, we have become like a, a blip in history, if you will. Um, you mm. remember the, the, the incidents, um, Didocio and I, we remember with the Beirut family, we remember it and it's close to our hearts. And, and a yeah. lot of this, what I'm doing is, um, is to try to bring some closure because I've had a tough time with this over the years too, man. And um, so that's why I'm doing this. And it took me 30 years to start talking about this. Uh, 30 years, 32 years to even start thinking about a script because it was just painful to write at the time. But this is my mission now because, yeah, we have to bring attention to this so that future generations, if the film is successful, of which I'm sure it will be, future generations can say, oh, yeah, I remember that. But right now, the current generation and one prior to, they're like, what was that? We don't know anything about it. And there have been multiple stories told about uh, uh, events after October 23rd or just after the Marine experience in Beirut. And I I, I guess on some level, I'm like, enough is enough. I mean, we need to acknowledge our people. We lost 240, no, a total 273 men over there, mm. uh, 241 on one day. So it's, it's people should know. Yeah, so I think oh, it's very, very important. It's, this is a calling. This is more of a purpose in life for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I think back, it just brings up so many deep, deep felt emotions, uh, sometimes a feeling of helplessness. 
Um, I always sure. lived with the fact that I didn't feel I could do, I did enough. And um, this is a way of me overcoming that feeling and saying, I'm doing something now. And, and, and you know what, you know, Dedosio, I'm, I'm going to, you know where I'm going where I'm going with this right now. Um, <laughs> brother, you did what you could do and we needed you. Um, the survivors that morning um, of which I was one, uh, but the, the, the recovery of, all of the remains. We needed you, man, to get us out of there. You did what you could do, man, and we appreciate. I truly appreciate it. <laughs> and 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 I respect that. And and it means yeah. a lot. It's actually a part of vindication for me. Um, there still remains that part of me that will never let it go, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm I've come to terms with it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to go really deep, um, I'll, uh, throw this question out there to both of you. Kevin, I want you to start. So, you know, it's been said that what happens to a man in his life, it can either be a gift or a curse, depending on how you look at it. So mm-hmm. how have you looked at, at that terrorist attack on October 23rd, 1983? You know what? It was. It's truly. That's a good question. Uh, gift and a curse at the same time. A curse in that. You know, I've had to live with this every day. And I, I'm going to tell you, William, and Dedosio knows this. I wake up every day remembering Beirut and what happened over there, and it's been going ongoing every day since. I think the first two years of it, um, I was in complete denial. Uh, I, I just. I kept hoping to wake up and, and say, oh, okay, it's a bad dream. You know, I can get on with my life. But that didn't happen, and I realize now that um, that is the curse part of it, uh, that it will live with me until I pass. Uh, the gift is I have a voice now, and I get to speak um, as, as an actor, as a writer, as a Marine. I get to speak for my brothers over there. And and I'm in a pretty good position to do that now as an actor. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let the, wow. the people know that, hey, this is what we did over there. Um, yeah. Did, does your, how about you? I'm, I'm to me, I, I, I regard it as a, a tragic situation where a lot of innocent folk who were just doing their service to this country lost their lives, and for that reason, mm. I feel it's a major curse. The thing that haunts me most, as I alluded to earlier, is the feelings I still have about helplessness. And I know that sure. I did some things, you know, we still never know. I suppose the gift that I can see of a silver lining in this whole scenario now, after 35, almost 35 years, now the gift is that I'm finally able to embrace my brothers you know, the way it affected me is that I got away from everybody. I was a, I was mm. a loner. I had uh, aggressive tendencies, and I could really care less about other people's feelings. Um, mm-hmm. And so as a result, I have many ruined relationships in my past. So sure. my, my coping mechanism was to just put myself in a, in a cave, if you will, where I don't have to feel anything for anyone else in order to not have to deal with the loss. So for me now, the, the gift 
the blessing, the thing that gives me life now is that brothers are saying, hey, man, I'm really happy that you guys are doing this project. It's about time. We need to do it, and we support you. That, to me, says we're on the right track, and, and, and the, 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 the ordeal that I had to endure is worth it. So sure. prior to this moment in time, I would not have been able to give you a blessing side of it. And, well, you, you know what, I and I want to piggyback on that in that the families um, who have been shut out or just made to stay in this small group, um, they are truly happy that we are attempting this. Um, and, you know, I say attempting, but forget that. I'm going to go ahead and be all out Marine and say, we're going to get this done. <laughs> we got you. There's no other option. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So now, Kevin, as I mentioned earlier, folks can donate by going to TCIP241.com, and there's yeah. a forward slash donate dash. Now, how much are you aiming to raise? We are looking to raise uh, a minimum of $500,000. Uh, we figure with that uh, amount, that kind of budget, we can get a, a, an accredited director and bring in some talent and possibly shoot abroad or maybe here in California because we have, they have those facilities here uh, and shoot a trailer. And if we can get a trailer done, that's our goal right now. I mean, of course, we have bigger plans for the motion picture, but if we can get a trailer done, we can go to the powers that be and, and say, hey, look, this is, we need to tell this. I mean, what do you think? And, you know, hopefully uh, and we could get lucky. Somebody could all drop $25 million in the bucket but um, that's our goal right now, just to get the story on the billboard somehow or on the radar of the powers that be. And, and let me let me yeah. tell on it. The amount that we're asking for this project is pretty customary for this kind of film in this area. Um, I've been sure. doing a lot mm-hmm. of investigation, looking at the numbers and so on and so forth. And so what we're looking for is quite consistent with other films of this nature. The thing that I think gives us the competitive edge is the fact that uh, both Kevin and I lived this experience from two different perspectives, so the script will recognize just how it, would, well, how it in, impacted um, many different people. Um, and sure. most importantly, which is the thing that I feel is we, we really need people to see is people have to understand what it means to lose that kind of friend. Yeah, and, and, and you know, yeah, my being in the building um, at that time, and those were your friends too, Didocio, but we yeah, lost 200, well, we lost 241 in a blink of an eye. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, most people, I mean, over a lifetime, we may go to 15 to 20 funerals, but I lost all those guys. We lost all those guys just like that. And one one other thing I should point out is I'm still part. There's a part of me that seems like it doesn't want to leave denial. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. there's, oh, there's okay. this part of me that says even in the face of factual evidence, pictures of me being in everything, that that didn't happen. So for me, this is almost a therapeutic exercise in facing that part of me that doesn't want me to see it. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that through the script, through the talent, through what we're doing, through all the, 
the advertising, the, alliance, the alliances we're trying to form, that we can help other veterans, Marines, sailors, soldiers, who never have who've been exposed to some type of trauma, we can help them mm-hmm. understand that it, this is nothing to be ashamed of. You do have a voice, and it's important that you talk about it. Very yeah. important. Nicely Absolutely. put. Absolutely. So I see the, the switchboards are lighting up here. Uh, we might have some questions. No, I'm serious. Uh, let me see if I can bring somebody in. They might have a question or maybe be just listening. Okay, so we got a number uh, 706 area code here. So 706, I'm going to bring you on. Uh, if you have a question, that's okay. If you don't, we'll just move on. Okay, uh, 706, you're on yes. the air. What's your question? Hello, how are you? Uh, I just want to thank the two gentlemen for presenting this to us. I think it is definitely needed. I love what they're doing. Uh, I will support as much as I can and will. Uh, I think this is a great thing, and I think this country needs that. We need to know the truth. We're surrounded by lies every day. You know, I'm a veteran myself, and I experienced a lot within my time in the service, and I really believe that, uh, you know, there's a lot that is is being tucked away. And I I just want to applaud you two gentlemen and uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. And God bless you, and thank you for your service to our country. Hey, brother, thank you for your service. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, we're going to go to Eric Code 760. Uh, 760, if you have a question, I'm going to bring you on the air and uh, introduce yourself and uh, ask your question. Okay, 760, you're on the air. Hello? All right, I guess they were just listening. Okay, we're going to bring uh, 781. Area code seven eight one to bring you on the air and uh, identify yourself. And ask a question. All right, seven eight one, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah. Hello. What's the question? Yes. Jigs, this is uh, Bradley. Holy crap! <laughs> my brother. My brother. My brother. How you yes. doing? And, and, and you know what, Dale? Hold one second. Let me let me put this out there. Okay. Dale Bradley and I, he served in Beirut with us, Hobby. Um, right. we, we relieved him. Now, the mm. ironic part of this story is in the BLT building, the guy that he gave his room to was in my platoon, and he was killed. And we discovered mm. that a few years ago going through the cruise book. And Dale, he had to take a moment um, and, and just go off to himself. And his um, his lovely and may she rest in peace wife was with us then. I met her, and she's like, Daryl needs this moment because I suggested that she go outside with him. Uh, but yeah, Daryl and I, yeah, yes. How you doing, brother? <laughs> day by day, man. Day by day. Day by day. Yeah, I mean, three months since she's been gone, and um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's hard to find somebody that is a civilian to understand Beirut. Oh, sure, sure. But uh, anyway, uh, much love and respect to both of y'all for what you're doing. Thank, Thank you, brother. You. I appreciate well, it. Man. And um, what you did for me that day, four years ago it's been, 
And wow. all those years, I could not remember the name of the, the Marine that I gave my room to, and I couldn't figure out if he lived or passed. And that day... That was, uh, yep, that was Lance Corporal Gay. He did pass. Yep, David Gay. Yep, and um, yep. <laughs> you answer the question that's been pondering on my mind for 30 somewhat years on whether he made it or not. It hurt like a, yeah. like a bastard, man, but in a way it was like comfort. And, um, oh, sure. yeah. And to answer your question, uh, earlier that we spoke about, yes, I will be attending this year at the Memorial. Thank you so Looking much because I was, I was, I, yeah, I was about to put him on blast because I just hit him <laughs> on Facebook a little while ago and said, Hey, are you bringing your butt down there? <laughs> you will be, you, you will be amongst the brothers. You're going to be good, man. <laughs> yeah. I know this. I know this. And, uh, my wife had made me pretty much promise that I have to attend before she passed yeah, you away. Have to. So mm-hmm. I am going. It's gonna hurt, but it's gonna it's gonna feel good also. It's, and, it's gonna hurt and heal at the same time, brother. I'm telling yeah. you. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. because instead of us going to a memorial, we should all be gathered together talking about our times in Beirut. But unfortunately, Absolutely. yeah, because of that coward. That that suicide uh, bomber. Yeah, we're unable to do that. But you know what? I still have y'all. Y'all still have me. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Bradley? We're yeah. gonna ride it out, man. In, yes, in we will. Twenty, thirty years, if there be yep. like three or four Beirut bombings or Beirut <laughs> veterans alive, as old dudes in wheelchairs. Yep. Walking, you know that. And we're going to sound like we're, we're, we're at least a thousand of uh, uh, Marines. You know that, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But <laughs> I just wanted to uh, tip my hat to y'all for what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate I mean, you, brother. No, no I okay, Daryl. man. Thank you all for what, what you're doing and giving uh, Kevin and uh, my other brother the time. I greatly appreciate it. Simplify, Kevin, and Thank I'll you. see you. Simplify, brother. brother. Talk to you. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As, as you can right. see, William, well, the, uh-huh. the brotherhood of the Marine Corps is very real. <laughs> yeah, we can we connect right away all the time. But go ahead, my friend. Wow. So we uh, look. We have another caller here. I'll see if I can bring them on. See if they have a question. Uh, we got an area code four four seven. So four four seven. I'm gonna bring you on, and uh, if you have a question. Uh, just identify yourself, ask your question, and if not, we'll just move on. So let's see, 447, you are on the air. What's your question? Hello? All right, I guess you're just listening. Okay, man, so that was uh, very good, very good. So what I want to do now is um, move on and talk about, and I'll start with you, uh the docio. So, mm-hmm. you know, when audiences sit down and watch this film, what what do you want them to take from the film? I really want them to understand how deep the bond of friendship is, and even though you face this type of terrible adversity, that bond remains, and the challenge we have is to figure out how we can cope with it um, in such a way that we can move forward and be productive. Um, the story at Jiggis Road is just completely awesome. It's, it's, it resonates, it rings true, 
it epitomizes the friendship and camaraderie that we had as Marines, young 19-year-old Marines running the globe and doing all kinds of crazy things. And it epitomized that. So for me, it was a reminder of one of the best times in my life, even though I had this terrible situation that occurred. Um, It reminded me of what I missed about having my, my Marine Corps brothers. So the hope is to remind folks of what that means and also to maybe be the inspiration for them to reach out and re-engage with their brothers from from of old. Yeah. Kevin, mm-hmm. speak on that. You know what? I would have to, if 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 you asked me first, I would have said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, well, you it's, it's about, but it's 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 all about um, bringing awareness to to that situation and you know the marines sailors and and soldiers that we lost over there um, that has been quietly if you will shoved under the carpet um, yeah and I I guess I I'm on this mission because I've had enough of that you know and, you know like I said if we can educate it's more about education. Uh, of, of the other generations as to that event uh, or our presence in American history uh, through filmography, cinematography, that's what I want to do. Because we can think back. If you think back, uh, Platoon 1984, 85, we still remember Platoon. You know what I mean? We still remember yeah. Hamburger Hill. We still remember um, American Sniper. So why should – uh, they came in peace, not be remembered, because we did come in peace, and we, there were some unfortunate circumstances. So why not everybody remember that? Right. Yeah. Or at least think about it once or twice. There you go. There you go. The past cannot be forgotten. So, all right, gentlemen. So I want to. I want to. Uh, uh, what was that? I was going to say there's one other dynamic I think you might want to touch on if I have a moment. Uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, one of the things Dale just touched on kind of went by real quick, and he said people don't understand what PTSD is or what that experience mm. is like. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things, one of the biggest challenges I've come across being a person with diagnosed, being diagnosed with PTSD is people really do not understand what that experience is like. And so we're hopeful that part of the message, part of what we will embed in the storyline is the fact that you have to shift how you view these young men and women who are coming back from the theater of war, and you have to understand that their reality is so much different than yours now. And so you have to learn how to deal with that. Right, yeah, absolutely. And PTSD is very real. Um, you know, like I said, you know, my first, my first two years, man, I was like, this did not happen. But the people around me, they said I was the most evil person they'd ever (laughs) been around when I got back. She's just evil. Everybody told me that. Yeah, my youngest brother told me the same thing. As soon as I got back from Beirut, he said, you have changed. You're different and I think you're crazy. I love him to death for his honesty because he was right, and I was in denial for 30 years. 
And that's how mm-hmm. it is because you're taught and you're trained to deal with it and keep moving. Oh, sure. And, but you're not taught how to separate yourself from those, those traumatic experiences. Right, right. So there's so much to this, so many layers to this. I think it's a story that's most timely and, and quite needed in today's environment. And, and let me let me throw this at you, uh, Will. Uh-huh. Um, we are we're both a part of multiple Beirut veterans groups, and with, within these groups, we all speak the same language, and it all echoes PTSD. So yeah. it's, it's it's very real. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now, Kevin. Talk a little bit more about how this film is going to be structured. Are you going to have reenactments? Will it be strictly documentary? Will it be, you know, fictional elements? How you how do you have it structured? Well, let me tell you this: this is not a documentary. Um, okay. You know, as 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 in in Hollywood, and you've been around this business a long time, William. I've watched your work right. over the years as well. But this this is based on actual events. I mean, this is feature length based on actual events uh, leading up to the terrorist attack on the Marine compound. Um, so the talent has to be solid. I have a couple of people in mind. Uh, uh-huh. And the directing has to be solid. have uh, a few Hollywood directors in mind, if you don't mind my mm-hmm. throwing that out there, because uh, you never know. <laughs> But first on my list uh, as director is Taylor Hackford. Um, I worked for him in the pilot episode of Company Town some years ago and uh, auditioned for him. And if you know, don't know who Taylor Hackford is, uh, for the listeners, yeah. he directed Ray and a few other yeah. things. He's a big-time director. But he took a liking to the Marines and me. So he's first on my list. Um but, you know, uh, I, I just saw a movie the other night. I saw the, um, what's Denzel's new movie? Uh, uh, Equalizer. Equalizer. Um, Equalizer, too. The, yeah, Equalizer. There's a kid in that, um, Ashton Sanders, uh, young black kid, very smart actor, uh, who would play Nicholas Baker. Uh, and then I love this kid right here to play me, because I can't play me at 20 years old anymore, um, <laughs> Trevor Jackson. <laughs> Trevor Jackson, I mean, these kids are solid. And, you know, it, it's my hope that these kids can become stars off of this. Um, I, I just want to tell yeah. a story. I just, you know, I, if I'm helping them to become stars, those are my choices. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so let's switch gears and, and uh, take a right turn to the world of film in general. So, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, I know you're working on a film now called uh, Starlight. So talk about that one. Actually, Starlight is done. It's in post right now. And I went down to, I went down to Kentucky uh, last November, <laughs> Paducah, P- Kentucky, uh, to shoot that. So I was, I was down there for a couple of days and working on that. That was a lot of fun. Um, I was down there one, two, three, four, five days. Uh, got in, got out, a lot of fun. I'm just waiting to see the finished product now. But the, the cast and crew, a lot of great young kids, um, just awesome kids. I know the director, uh, Mitch. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Mitch, he directed The Night Watchman. So I know him and his, his new directing partner, Lee Cummings. 
So those guys are great. So they put together. I, I read the script, of course, uh, several times, but I I think it's going to be something. It's going to be something special. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, the dosio, talk about how you learn filmmaking. Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> so filmmaking has been a passion of mine for I say last fifteen years or so. The very first project I did was a music video for E40. That was done in Oakland. We had a lot of fun, and I found out that that's what I really wanted to do. But over the years, as an independent filmmaker, one of the things I realized was I needed two things that I didn't have where I was. The first thing was a network, and the second thing was credentials. So it happened that I was able to go to Los Angeles Film School. I got my credentials um, and also got access to the network here. So now what we're doing is just leveraging our networks, um, working with folk who are established in the industry and helping to promote what we're doing so that we can finally get to the right people and make it happen. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's, there you go. I've got quite a few different projects that I've done. I've done a lot of work around research awareness as well when I was up in uh, Oakland. Um, that's really where I kind of figured out how important it was to be able to connect with people at an emotional level in order to help them to retain the message or respond to what you're doing. So I perfected Mm -hmm. my approach to that there, uh, and it's just been one project after the other since. The last year or so, I've kind of held back because I I got to a point where I felt like I wanted to do something that gave me purpose. Uh, Fortunately, I'm at a place where I can do that, um, and so this project, I think it just naturally, I think it was destined to happen, really. Um, I think so. And Kevin uh, and I started talking about it, and we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 20 different ideas that were all great. And I said, okay, you got great ideas, I got great ideas, let's do this. And it, we've been doing it ever since. Yep. Amazing, amazing. So now, Kevin, you got to talk about your experiences filming the Night Watchmen. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Have you seen it, Will? Of course, Kevin. Uh, oh, okay. uh, you were supposed to be on that show, man. No, I brought you know uh, uh, Ken and everybody on. Just, yeah, <laughs> I Dan remember that. I missed that. The two Dan's came on. Yeah, we missed you. I it that was. I tell you what, it was it was fun, but not fun, especially when it came to the blood. Because it was cold and sticky and syrup, and the makeup people they love painting that stuff on you. I think they got great pleasure out of that. But um, the finished product um, it turned out, I I like it. Um, it. It did really well, or it's still doing well uh, uh, overseas uh, in foreign markets. So it's my hope that the um, producers. Um, hit up the foreign market because uh, to do a um, a sequel. Um, but you know the listeners out there, if you have uh, Amazon Prime, you can. It's a part of your subscription. You can watch it tonight. The Night Watchman, Watchman one word, and it's a fun, funny movie. I didn't know I could be that stupid, but apparently I can. <laughs> I thought it was excellent. I've seen it six, seven times, and I laugh every single time. I think it's a delight to watch, and it's good to see another side of Kevin. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Yeah, that was that you've was seen a, 
you've seen it six, seven times. I've seen it. I've gone overseas and traveled to promote this. I've seen at least 500. And I see, I still wow. see new stuff every time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. All right. And, and the great, and you talk about Ken Arnold, Dan DeLuca, Dan Franco. I mean, those, those are my guys from the East coast. Love those guys. Excellent actors. Solid. Oh yeah. Good people. Too. Very good. Very yeah, good. They're good people. Very yeah. Good cast. Kevin, mm-hmm. you got to talk about how your book is doing. You know, the book has actually fallen off some. Um, I'm going to re-release it. Um, I just, as a matter of fact, I got out of studio about two months ago. I, I own all of the um, audio recordings to it right now. I own the masters. But I'm not going to release it on uh, audio until January because I'm <clears throat> really involved with the TCIP 241 project right now. And that's going to take a lot of time and bandwidth in my mind, if, if you will. Um, but I, I, I'm going to re-release it. Um, the updated version, along with the audio, in January. <clears throat> nice. But but I'm all about mo- I'm all about motivation. Get off your butt and get it done. Stop your effing whining. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, Dosio. Uh, uh, okay, we're, we're down to about five minutes, so we got to move quick here. So, Dosio, what would you say is your personal motto? Uh, you can't get it one way, get it five or six. Okay. <laughs> I like it. That's it. Nice. Kevin, how about you? All right. That's, that, you know what? Bruno Mars, don't believe me? Just watch. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Very good. Okay. Last question. Uh, so, Kevin, what would you tell your 18-year-old self based on what you know now? I would tell my 18-year-old self, hey, I'm going to watch my language on your show, but go out and be a <laughs> badass. Go for everything. Okay. I mean, leave, no strong, no, leave nothing unturned and learn as you grow. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. nice. Did those show? Hey, how hey, about hey that's, my, that, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, for me, I would tell my young 19-year-old Marine self, first and foremost, get all your brother's contact information. Get their mamas and their grandmamas' numbers and everything so you can stay in touch with them. Yeah, And then nice. I would be willing to look in the mirror and see and speak your truth because that's the only way you're going to rise above the things that hold you down. Oh, I need to write that down. Yeah. That was poetic. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. Amazing. Well, gentlemen, I really enjoyed it. I uh, wish you much success with your project. Simplify. Simplify, William Powell. I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you later. Yes. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Y'all have a great night. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Good night. Under the dark you pacify me. Hold my breath. 
take me down, I won't fight Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes the sound no one can find I never met anyone like you you 